Two Dope Brothers in a Pod is brought to you by Anchor. Anchor allows you to create, edit, add background music to your own podcast. You can find Anchor in your Google Play Store or your iTunes Store. Why not? Start you a podcast, publish it, edit it, get it out there. And without further ado, let's get into Two Dope Brothers in the Pod. Two dope brothers in the pod for the new year for your funk ass. Yes, sir. I am Retro J Hump. And I became Booker 44. What's going on, player? Not much, man. It's been a minute. <laughs> yeah, it's been a good little minute, man. You know, yeah, holidays kinda, and such. Yeah, everything kind of kicked up during the holidays, man. It's kind of hard to get around to doing these. Man, I know. I understand. Trust me when I say I completely understand. How how was your Thanksgiving, Christmas, all of that good stuff? All of it was blessed, man. I can't complain. I think uh, I think everything happened the way it was supposed to happen, and just can't complain, man. I think uh, we, I mean, me and my wife talk about it all the time how just blessed we are that for everything, good, the bad, everything. Yeah. Yeah, that's what's How about up. you, man? Man, it was good. Yeah, it was good. Yep, got some much needed rest. Um, got to got to spend time with family and stuff like that. So, yeah, it was it was real good, man. Yeah, the I rest part, the rest part was the best part of it. I was yeah, I was happy for that. Man, <laughs> man, much needed. Like, I don't think a lot of people understand, like, just to lay around and not have to do anything Man. is the best thing in the world. <laughs> and shit, that's almost better than sex. I mean, Man. you know. At this age, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Definitely at this age, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Man. So, we're going to talk about some stuff today. We're going to kind of... We ain't getting freestyle. A lot, a lot has happened. Lots going on. You know, um, definitely. I want to start out. We lost Betty White, uh, Max Julian, Sidney Poitier. Like 2022 already started off. You know, on some fuck shit. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I lost my coach, uh, Coach Dan Reed, my first Falcon coach that I. I was introduced to, so that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. but see, what I what I tell a lot of people when Betty White died, of course it was, of course it was a shock and a surprise, but it wasn't. She was 99. Yeah, yeah I mean, we was all sitting around waiting uh, to celebrate her 100th birthday, and I mean, 
that was I mean for anybody that don't know I mean I'm in love with like older white women especially like that was my crush so <laughs> and that was my one hall pass <laughs> I love Betty White man so I mean when I told Ash I we was in the car shopping somewhere and it came across my screen so she got in the car and I was like yo Betty White died she was like stop playing I'm like yo why would I play about something like that <laughs> So yeah. she, she she made me look it up and then prove it to her. So it had to be true. And we went through our whole little grieving process. The same thing, you know, happened with Kobe. Um yeah. I think that I think this one, yeah, kinda hit home for everybody because I mean that's something we that played in uh her uh the Golden Girls show that played in our background as as children and you know, echoed into our adulthood. So yeah. Well, if you think that was something, yeah. I have breaking news for everyone that is going that's listening and is going to listen. Danny Tanner just passed away. Bob Saget just no. passed away. Bro, yeah. stop lying. I'm I'm looking at it right now. Joe, stop, man. Uh, you gotta stop bro, you gotta stop doing this. I'm looking at it right now. Um he passed away today at 4 p.m. He Jesus. was 65. Yo! Yeah. Yeah. Yo, you breaking my wife's heart, man. Life, life, I wanna, I, let me, let me yeah. say this. Let me say this. As much as we complain about the little stuff that happens, the day-to-day things that we have time to correct in that instant. Take that time and tell people around you how much they mean to you because you don't know what the next minute, the next hour, the next day will bring. Um, not only not only was Betty White instrumental in um, who we watched as we grew up, but Danny Tanner, Bob Saget, oh, yes. was the epitome of what we thought single fatherhood was. Single yeah. father, three girls in the house with his best friends. Um, yeah um, I mean everything from Full House to America's Funniest Home Videos to really diving into who he was as a comedian um, how in touch how in touch with the culture he was he um, it's just it's, it's crazy because we think that these people are always going to be around. We think all of these people are going to live to be a certain age, and that's not the case at all. So, um, rest in peace to Bob Saget. Um, oh man, uh, yeah. Uh, I mean, that's 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 a hard that's a hard pill to swallow, and on top of that, that's hard to open a show with as well um i'm glad he got to see the fruits of his labor i'm glad he got to 
see the love that everybody had for him. Um, I'm glad he was able to be around his castmates the second time when they did Fuller House. But he, um, you know, condolences to his daughters and his wife. You know, this is a hard, this is a hard thing. This is a hard thing for anybody to have to experience. So, um, yeah. Man. Man, I can't believe I can't believe it. I'm still I'm still looking at it like it's gonna change. But yeah. So man, Danny. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Bob uh, Bob Second uh, was was I mean for me personally the best because I was a big fan of uh, America's Funniest Home Videos. Yeah. And watched it every every freaking Sunday growing up. So, I mean, just, yeah. I mean, it's getting ready to be a hell of a year. I mean, it's like our, it's like our childhood is like dying in one year. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, right. Sydney 48, I mean, me, me and my wife would sit up here some Sundays to this day because uh, my, uh, my grandmother introduced me to older movies mm-hmm. and we sit and we watch a lot of City 48 movies. Uh, 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 I can't think of the guy's name right now, but uh, we sit and watch a lot of a lot of old movies. Uh, just I don't know, man. They call me Mr. Tibbs. Mr. Tibbs in the heat of the night, baby. <laughs> in the heat of the night. Oh, he when he slapped that white man after he slapped him. Boy, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and another one of my favorites, uh, Guess Who's Coming to Dinner? That's a oh, good yeah. one. That's a good yeah. one. So, yeah, uh, Raising in the Sun. He uh, he really, he, and Raising the Sun, man, he did his thing in that one. Yeah. He, he did, did his thing in that one. And I mean, he set, he set the bar so high so anybody else who comes behind him and do that role, they try to reach his level. And nobody can reach Sidney Poitier's level in that, in that, that role. Nah, absolutely not. Absolutely <laughs> not. Yeah, amazing man, man. I think wow. I, um, I think my, uh, I, my favorite, uh, Sydney Portier movie <laughs> would have to be, by far, and I correct me if I'm wrong, but um. The movie he did with Bill Cosby was that Uptown Saturday uh, Night. Uptown, come on, man, come on now. Hey, boy, that, yeah, yeah, that's my father introduced me to that uh, to that one. Yeah, yeah. I think Kevin Hart was trying to redo it with uh with uh Chadwick Boseman. That would have been funny. Yeah. That would have been funny. Yeah, that yeah. Yeah, Uptown Saturday Night. To see yep. him, to see him do, to see him go from these serious roles into comedy with Bill Cosby, yeah. it, it was kind of refreshing. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. need those roles. And I feel like as an actor, you owe it to your, your audience to be able to do all roles across the board. You have to be able to do some serious acting. You have to be able to do some comedy. Yeah. So I mean, for me to hone your to hone your craft, you have to be able to do it all. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, he, 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 he reached across the board, man. Yeah. Yeah, that, yeah. 
Yeah. And another one of my favorite uh, was um, Bob Saget in um, Dumb and Dumber. With oh, Harry I met, uh With Harry Met Lloyd. I didn't see that. Man, you got to see that movie, Joe. You got to see it. When <laughs> that damn when that damn boy go to his house to study with his daughter, and he has a damn uh, chocolate bar in his pants, he sits on that heater, and then he goes to use the bathroom. So when he come out the bathroom, the damn bar melted in his pants, and he smears it all on the mirror, all over the walls and everywhere. <laughs> when Bob Saget go in that damn bathroom, there's shit everywhere. There's shit on the walls. There's shit on the sink. It's everywhere. That scene is hilarious, man. Yeah, you gotta see that one. You gotta see that one. I think. Um, <laughs> I, I think. Let's see. Of course, my favorite Bob Saget. Ended. I watch. I watch Full House to this day. Yeah. I sit up and watch. I'm. I'm gonna set the scene for you. I will still sit up and watch Full House as if it's seven o'clock on a Friday night and it's on ABC. TGIF. TGIF. <laughs> That's how. Yep. Yep. And then when I okay, I for the longest time associated Danny Tanner with Bob Saget and those are two different people because what what shocked me is I saw the I saw uh, the aristocrats which is basically a documentary about you know comedy and to see him talk like that I was like Danny Tanner talk like this like what the and then it was at that moment I knew that the comedian and the act and the character are two different people. Yeah. He is who he is exactly what you think he is, but more. Yeah. And then yeah. for and then I um I watched any anything related to Bob Saget, I was tuned in. Yeah. How I Met Your Mother. It was an okay show, but to hear for him to narrate it from the perspective of... Oh, man. I didn't know that. You just fucked me open. I didn't know that. Yeah. 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 How I Met Your Mother, you know. um, It's... It's crazy because you got so used to seeing him in this pristine role that you forgot he could do other things. He was multifaceted. He did, uh, he was on The Mad Singer. When he was on The Mad Singer, I heard his voice, I knew immediately it was him. Yeah. He is just, it was just something about Bob Saget. And you know what? I'm gonna tell you what I'm, what I'm going to add to my to-do list for 2022. Yeah. I'm going to attempt to meet these people that I grew up on or, you know, just things like that. Whether it be in person, whether it be over social media, because like Bob Saget is one of those people that I wanted to meet. Yeah. Betty White. Um, yep. You know, DMX just yeah. it, it's all these people that I wanted to meet that are no longer here yeah. that I'm gonna try to reach out to and you know 
just kind of let them know what they meant to my upbringing. Yep. yep. So, so yeah. Um, another one, uh, Max Julian. I mean, of course, the Mac. I mean, we all I think we all was introduced to him from that role. I mean, at least the kids from the eighties. Um, another one of my uncles and my father's favorite movie that I was uh, introduced to at a young age, and they they tried to redo it, but the dude from uh, Grownish and uh, yeah. What dude? The dude from Grownish? <laughs> what dude? Not the oldest son. No, no, Grownish, not Blackish. Grownish. The little college show. You talking about? Oh, you talking about? No. Yeah, they try to redo it with that one, but I mean, I didn't, I didn't too much care for it. I mean, sometimes you have to leave stuff uh, un, un, unredone and untouched. Uh, but yeah, the Mac was one of those movies that kind of ran in my background as a child. Didn't understand it and hate it when they come in and turn off the cartoons. You got to see him watch, you know, <laughs> Pimps and Holes as a four-year-old. Just, just don't make sense to you. Yeah. It didn't make sense then. <laughs> it didn't make sense then, but now as an adult, you, you can kind of enjoy the movies and like, yeah, yeah. I think, but, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's I mean that's all I know of Max Julian. But my, my favorite Betty White will always be my wife and kid when she come in and play the uh, Mary Poppins character. Oh man! <laughs> and she made the uh, house speaking like speaking span while Jay was gone. Yeah, yeah, everything was a little too perfect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that was my favorite Betty White. Yeah, Max Julian, the Mac, of course, like you said. I think uh, I think if it had not been for Max Julian, we wouldn't have certain lines, certain songs, because mm-hmm. Willie Hutch did that whole soundtrack, right? Mm-hmm. Off of that soundtrack came this one particular song called "I Choose You," mm-hmm. which was done by Project Pat then 3-6 Mafia and then you got International Players Anthem which by far to me has the best first verse of all time yeah Max Julian had the best quotable lines yeah that's $35,000 motherfucker can you buy that (laughs) Nigga, don't get mad, Mr. Uh, Pretty Tony. Your bitch shows me. (laughs) Now, (laughs) now, we can handle this like some gentlemen, or we can take this outside and get into some gangster shit. Hey. Come on. (laughs) This man just told him, motherfucker, nigga, do you have the funds to even be in the realm of me right now? Right. You know what I mean? Man, it's just, yeah, yeah. And then with Betty White, Betty White, I was a fan. I was a fan of Betty White before she got on Golden Girls, because Betty White was on my favorite show, Mama's Family. Okay. She played Thelma's Harper, Thelma Harper's other daughter. 
was it her it was either her daughter or her sister i can't remember yeah but what a lot of people don't know is that's where betty white met rumi callahan who would go on later to play blanche and then i think let's see as time progressed betty white has been a staple from the time I was a small child to the time I was an adult. Because even her in the sneakers commercial, when the dude tackled her in the mud, and she was like, well, your girlfriend didn't say that last night. Come on. (laughs) (laughs) Like, come on. And to see her, to see her interaction with uh, Ryan Reynolds was hilarious. When they did the proposal, and they did the look, and she called him Brian and told him to go get her a cup of coffee. And he was like, I'm not going to get you shit. I'm right. <laughs> I ain't going to get you shit. Yeah. But um, I think we all were anticipating celebrating Betty White's 100th birthday, which we all still going to do. We still going to turn up uh, for it. But I told somebody on Facebook was like, damn, Betty White gone? I was like, you don't realize that she left out on top? Yeah. They was like, what you mean? I was like, she left out on top, number one, knowing people loved her. Uh Number two, she got up out of here before the new year came, so she get to celebrate a whole new life in heaven, like she went out on top. Yeah. Come on. Yeah, we're having no other way. Right. How else to end? How else to end a great life on the last day of the year? I mean, not to mention, man. Like looking at her older picture when she was young. Oh, out there. Oh, mm. she was a killer. Oh, yes, <laughs> she, she's a killer. Yes, and what would have got? I'm, I love black women. I do. <laughs> what yeah. would have got me? Them damn dimples, them damn indentations what? on her face. Mm. Come on, yeah. I'd have, I'd have whistled at that white woman. <laughs> Yo, you stupid man. <laughs> black. <laughs> I'd have whistled at that white woman. Yeah, uh, my, my wife. My wife was giving me a story that uh, she had her own TV show, mm-hmm. and she had a, a black guy who would come on and entertain, tap dancing and singing or whatever. And it didn't sit white with the white audience, and they uh, gave her backlash for it. So the next show came up, her second show, she had him back on again, and then they ended up canceling her show after that. Yeah. So yeah, like she she was down for the brothers. Definitely, definitely. Um, so ain't no question. She she was an advocate. Yeah, she was an advocate for uh, the black community always. Um, she she put Don she put Don Cheadle onto his first show because they did a uh, they did a spinoff of the Golden Girls after that ended and Don Cheadle was on the show with Betty White. Yeah. Yeah. I and see, that. we know Don Cheadle 
And see, that opened other doors for Don Cheadle because after that, then you saw Don Cheadle, he was on the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. So she opened up an avenue for him to be able to get his acting chops together. Yeah. And now he is who he is today. Um, it's just, you would be amazed at um, the stories that are coming for they're coming about now that she's gone nothing but no one has anything negative to say about Betty White nothing you ain't had a scandal or Mm -hmm. uh, nothing it's a, a, a very good life a good career exactly and I think what what kind of pissed me off is I saw somebody say that oh y'all celebrating y'all y'all didn't celebrate Cicely Tyson the way y'all celebrated Betty White. Yes, the fuck we did. Shut the fuck up. It's always somebody. Yes, we it's did. Always somebody. Somebody's always looking for something negative to say when uh, something like this happened. But it, I mean, exactly. Let them have their little five minutes of fame. Ha ha. He he. Move the fuck on. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Betty White, yeah, Betty White yeah, meant exactly. Betty White meant to us exactly what Cicely Tyson meant to us as well. Yeah, no difference. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, but uh, enough with the somberness of the moment. Let's get into, you know, let's get into some lighthearted stuff. Let's talk about your boy Antonio Brown. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now I wasn't watching the game personally myself. Yeah. But I saw people posting about it. So Antonio Brown just quit in the middle of a game. Let me go see what the hell they talking about. This nigga pulls off his jersey, his pants, and his shirt, and throw it into the crowd. I'm like, what the fuck? What, what the fuck is going on? Me thinking what everybody else thought. Yeah. Oh, he's being extra. Oh, he's putting on is something mentally wrong with him. And then the story comes about that they're not paying him. You you sideline him so you wouldn't have to pay him. Yeah, that's not cool at all. Yeah. Like, give him what he deserves and yeah. let him go about his way. And if you're not going to give him what he deserves, then he's going to take you to court because that's owed to him. That's yeah. part of his contract. And y'all try to null and void his contract because after he did that. Bruce Arians, well, he's no longer a book. You can't make that decision. You're the coach. You're not the GM. Let's get that understood. You can't fire players. Only the GM can. And then the text leak, and you see that what he was saying was true. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. But I think that um, we've reached a point to where the NFL feels like we're expendable. Like like we don't make them these billions of dollars and 
We don't, we're, we're not a contribution to the league. Okay, so if we break out and start our own league, how would yours survive? It won't. At all? It won't. And I think that's what needs to happen. I think that we have enough black billionaires to where we can start our own league and just completely do away with theirs. Let them have their league because that's not going to survive. Yeah. You see, like they can't, they can't function without us. We're right. the biggest contributors. We're the biggest uh, fan base. You can't, Jerry, Jerry Jones. If Jerry Jones was to come out and say something remotely racist, every black person I know that's a Cowboys fan would stop being a Cowboys fan, and he would lose so much money. So let it had been instead of it being John Gruden, let it had been uh Jerry Jones that said that and see how the climate would have shifted. Man, I've said that from day one. I said y'all, y'all are worried about John Gruden's emails. Where do y'all see Jerry Jones' email? Exactly. <laughs> oh, y'all are worried man. about his. Y'all ain't talking about nothing. Where do y'all see Jerry Jones? <laughs> Man. He let he let you know how he feel about the whole Black Lives Matter movement. He, he's a uh, uh, a known Trump supporter. Like I mean, come on, man. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, Trump is his boy. Yeah, and he, <laughs> he he said how he felt about the kneeling. So I mean, you thought uh, Rude had it bad? Yeah. Open up that <laughs> nigga's emails. Yeah, let's see, let's see. I'm pretty sure his I'm pretty sure his password for his email is nigga. Man, what? Nigga! Like Sega. <laughs> like Sega. <laughs> Open that shit up. Exactly. Yeah. That's exactly what it is. You know but, what? You, I mean, you might my, be my, right. <laughs> my, my thoughts on the whole Antonio Brown thing, I mean, as an, as an, as an ex-athlete, it's a way you handle yourself. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, if you want to get paid and you knew you want to get paid, don't show up. Hold out. And I mean, it's a way to leave games. I mean, if you knew you was hurt and they asking you to go in the game, like, I mean, it's it's other ways of going about your situation. Um, I thought it was tasteless. Mm-hmm. I thought it was a better way to handle it. I mean, you don't just take off your shit and make a whole show and then expect teams to pick you back up. If you're done playing football, just say you're done playing football, you want to go do music. Don't use football to promote your music career. And I mean, it's a, it's a whole for me. It's a whole show, but at the end of the day, don't call a man if you don't plan on playing him because mm-hmm. you're you're standing you're standing to get the uh, the same result that you got with him when he left the field. Yep, yep. So Absolutely. I mean, and I mean, truth be told, I say this, but at the same time, I probably would have did the same thing. Like y'all telling me going to field and you ain't paying me. You get your pants, you get your jersey. Fuck this shit. I'm out. Yeah, exactly. So I mean, he he has every right to be upset, but I, I mean, me as a black man, I I expect better from my people. Of course, of yeah. course, of course. I, I mean, he he basically, you know, you you're already you're already the poster child for being problematic, right? Then, you know, you didn't have 
you didn't leave on good terms with Pittsburgh. You kind of pandered around. You got to you got to the Patriots, and you know, scandal followed followed you to the Patriots that made you. You know, you got cut from that team, and then you kind of bounced around until you found your way to Tampa, and you were doing good, and then you put on what I like to call the T.O. show. Yeah. yeah. So for those that are not familiar with what I mean by the T.O. show, the T.O. show is basically when you have a star receiver that decides that they want to do what they want to do on yeah. their terms. They don't want to show up to certain places because they feel like they don't need to be there yeah. or they can do what they want to do because they're a star in their own right and what they are is they're toxic to their team yep and if you don't believe me you can look at you you can look at T.O. you can look at um, Antonio Brown you can look at a list of a list of names of people that just um was uh the guy Sean in Dallas. Johnson yeah, the uh, guy. In, uh, 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 Des Bryant. Des Bryant, the other guy, yeah. the one that went into the strip club with the duffel bag. Uh, what was that main name? Pac Man. Oh, Pac Man Jones. Yeah, Pac Man Jones. Okay. The, yeah. You, you can't do these things and expect there not to be any repercussions because you are who you are. Yeah. Like, come on. And I mean, Jay Z said it best. I mean, that fame is the worst drug known to man. And I mean, for us to get to a point where we're at the finish line and we able to take care of our families and able, other families are able to eat off us. Like, I mean, to have these attitudes that if you know it can't be gone tomorrow, like it's you know, you did it all for what? Yeah. You know, exactly. God, God gifted you with talents and we take it and we, you know, I did this. It's me. It's, you know, whatever. Like, bro, like, where's your humbleness? Like, be humble. Be you're, it's, it's a blessing for you to wake up in the morning and do what you do. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a blessing for you to have those talents. And he could have gave it to somebody more humble and grateful. But, I mean, you got him. With, uh, Spider-Man, with great power comes great responsibility. Hey. You don't see you don't see this nigga on top of uh on top of Empire State Building. I saved him. It was me. I did that. Right. <laughs> right. Right. Well, be humble, man. <laughs> exactly. And I think money is what negates the humbleness. Yeah. Because, yeah. well, I'm not gonna say that. You have to all. It has to already be inside you. You go back and look at Antonio Brown's high school pictures and tell, yeah, this, yeah, this nigga here is gonna be a problem. His entire, yeah, like you said, his entire career was, yeah, that's who he is. He's flashy, he's loud, and but at the same time, like I mean, before you get all that, you're humble. Then they sign, they they give you that first check, so money is definitely a big part of it. You get that first check and you're able to walk in anything and people are yes, 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 yes. And the first time you told no is the first time, you know, why why, why are you telling me no? Here, take this money. I I, I got money. 
and they think that's that's what life is all about. No, like, bro, like you, you, you gifted. Just take your money and sit down somewhere. That's it. That's all you got to do. That's all you got to do. It don't take much. <laughs> like you'll never see Tom Brady throwing his pads at anybody and <laughs> causing a scene on the sidelines. And I, I mean, I hate to compare. I hate to compare him to that, but I mean, like, like please, please be home. Just be home. Yeah, and see, and see, I think another thing that makes me upset about it is Tom Brady had your back. Yeah, and, and two times, turn, and two times, you, two times, and then you go on, you go on whatever show you go on, and you throw him under the bus too, like it's his fault. Yep. That man, he, Tom Brady, single-handedly vouched for him. He because in the Patriots and he vouched yeah, for him now. And exactly. that's sad, man. Exactly. Exactly. It's it's crazy, man. It's crazy. It's like I don't think people understand that people don't have to do these things for you. People don't have to vouch for you, but them vouching for you on their good graces is what basically and ultimately made you a Super Bowl champion. Mm-hmm. Let's just be honest. So, you know, it is what it is. Yeah. You got you got any you got anything you want to talk about on your end? On my end, um this uh Omicron variant. And <sighs> same thing over and over again. You know how it is. Yeah. Um uh just the the unsureness of our leaders and the CDC and then we just seem like we just going in circles. And just to be back where we are right now, and I mean, like at this point, man, chalk it up as a flu and let's move on with life. Like why why we gotta keep making it a big deal? Like I'm tired of logging in on the news and watching the news and seeing this and logging in. I don't even watch the news no more because, I mean, that's the first thing you see is the numbers and the people that have it and, like, it's it's becoming just unwatchable and unlistening. Like, anytime, like, I hear the conversation, I have to walk away from it. Like, it's just, I don't know, man. And, I mean, it's, it's messing up, like, entertainment now because people who apparently have it have to sit out, so, like, looking for your favorite player to be playing and they sitting out because of COVID protocols. Like Yeah. 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 I think um I think it's <clears throat> it's never it's never you're never gonna see a story where they say it's completely gone. It's just gonna slowly dissipate. Yeah. Because you notice how when um, when the numbers started going down, the Delta variant was mentioned less and less. Yeah, yeah. It's not not gone, but the numbers are down. Yeah. And now it's now it's three different. Let's see, it's four different variants because now the variants are getting married. Fucking, I, I I don't know how you would explain it, but um, the flu and COVID, flu Rona, that's one. And then I think the new one is uh, 
some like I, I, it's I something. I hate you. I hate you. I hate. Basically, this this disease is telling us it hates us. No, we yeah. hate your ass. How about that? Yeah. They, we, they they try to be slick with those letters. Uh, the I hate you. Uh, uh, yeah. There or whatever, and they try to be slick with those words. But I mean, come on now, y'all niggas ain't Jay Z. Like, stop yeah. it. And now uh, <laughs> it's another one. This one is called Delta Cron. It's a yeah. mixture of the Delta variant and the Omicron. Yeah. Uh, I'm, uh, like, <laughs> it's, it's very frustrating because, I mean, from the jump, um, we, I mean, me and my wife, we told ourselves we weren't going to stress over it. Like, we don't live life like we've been living life. And we, we continue, we're not going to stress our kids out. Uh, kids wear masks to school. Uh, I think we, we went shopping, we went shoe shopping for the kids today and put masks on for the first day and was like very fucking irritated. But uh, we we don't wear masks in public. Um, we move about like it's everyday life because I mean, bro, like since the shit started, nobody's in my house been hospitalized and we, you know, been sick like that. Mm-hmm. And to put panic upon my family, I'm not doing that. And my kids are still young. I'm not I'm not putting them through that kind of stress. So like I mean, last week I was off. I was off pretty much. All last week, I got sick. I got sick on Tuesday, went home early, and I was off the whole week. Mm-hmm. And me, being a, like being an ex-athlete, I know my body. I went home because I was dehydrated. I know what dehydration feel like, um, the headaches, you know, and I, I couldn't work. So I, I was at home the entire week trying to get my uh, body back hydrated. And I mean, I'm good now, but my boss called me Friday and was like, hey, you know, just go get tested, make sure you don't have, you know, Corona or whatever. Mm-hmm. I mean, for shits and giggles, I was like, okay, I'll do it. I was trying to avoid going in the places because I don't believe in it. Um, so, I mean, I went and got tested and I mean, just got my results back now. And I mean, of course they're negative. And I'm, I was, it's, it's, it's just crazy how life is going right now to the point mm-hmm. where we're, we're shut down because of, a flu. Yeah. Yeah. A flu. And I mean to be to and I mean <laughs> I love my people to death, but it's 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 my my people that really do piss me off a lot because a few years not not even a few years ago, just I mean like two years ago, they were shooting niggas like hotcakes in the street. Not giving a fuck about us, you know, the marchings, whatever else. All this shit that was going on with black people like just kind of disappeared because Corona started and now black people are focused on Corona. And it seems like we can't, we can't stick to any, anything. We can't stick to anything. We don't, this is why like, I, I, I hate to say it. Like, this is why I don't follow my people when it comes to like, oh, we marching for something uh, right now. We're doing this, we're doing that. Yeah, for how long? Up until white people dangle something else in our face and then we focus on something else. Like these things was dead, like the like dead ass shooting us in the streets, and then Corona come out. Now all of a sudden they care about you. They want you to go get a shot. They want you to take care of yourself. They want you to quarantine, and then y'all echo the same sentiment that these folks, the same people that's killing you in the streets, telling you. Like, no, nah, I'm, I'm not. I'm not a sheeple. I don't follow the government. I don't know. We're not doing that. I got one. I got one owner, one owner, one person I listen to, and that's God. 
Mm-hmm. And his word is the last say, not the mm-hmm. government. Yeah, you're right. You're absolutely correct. You're absolutely correct. <clears throat> yeah. Um people people are trendy. Um and that's that's due to the age of social media. Everything is a trend. Nothing is um for the purposes and intent of the greater good it's a uh, right it's think of it like this it's a big tiktok challenge mm-hmm. it's all one big it's trendy for now until something else happens and then when something else happens we hop on it yep so yeah um i did um i did get the vaccine um, but that's because I had I it was mandatory at my new job, yeah. so I got it. I I didn't get I didn't get the um, Pfizer. I got the one shot, which was the Johnson and Johnson. Yeah. Um, it I felt um, I felt the symptoms with the exclusion of the uh, losing your smell and taste. Yeah. But when I say that shit ain't no joke, that shit is not a joke. I was down for three days, which yeah. they told me. But I was, I had body aches. Like I'm, a, I'm gonna set the scene for you, bro. I had left school, right? Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, I felt, I felt dehydrated. So I stopped and got me something to drink. Yeah. And I was standing in line at the fucking um, corner store, and it felt like forever I was standing there. But my body, you know how, you know how you turn off lights at a stadium, yeah. and, uh, and by one by one by one, you can feel the light it going dark in certain areas. And then by the time I got home, I was so tired that I was like, you know what? I'm gonna just lay down. Yeah. I laid down for what I thought was like an hour, two hours. It had only been 30 minutes. I woke up. You would have swore that I had just done crack. I had I had just smoked crack because I yeah. was sweating profusely. So I was, I couldn't get comfortable. Um, I was sleeping in 30 minute increments because my body was just going through it. I was staying hydrated. And then I say about the second day, I still had the same symptoms, but they they weren't as intense. And then by the third day, I was fine. And I haven't, you know, I haven't been sick since. But, um, yeah it's 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 very it's if that is only a little of what it feels like if i can avoid it at all costs i'm damn sure gonna avoid it i don't go anywhere anyway other than i go to school i go to work i go to the grocery store and that's it i limit i limit my going out but 
even before COVID, I'm not a big, I'm not a big hangout person anymore. Right. Like I go kick it with my friends here and there. I go kick it with my cousin. Of course, I go see, you know, grandma, my mama, and stuff like that. Or go over to my, uh, go over to my in-laws' house. But other than that. My solitude, my fortress of solitude and peace is right where I am right now at the crib. Yeah. That's, because, yeah. that's yeah. pretty much us too. Like we, we don't we don't be out, we don't be, you know, just out anywhere either, but yeah, like yeah, I, I refuse to like let them control my mind and have us out here, you know, putting on double gloves and the damn near hazmat suit. You know, I mean it's, it's no way to avoid it. I mean, if you're going to get it, you're going to get it. You know, uh, to tell people that they're going to die from it, I mean, it's kind of excessive. Um, but, I mean, you, you you let people believe what they believe. And I mean, I don't speak on it much. And mm-hmm. I don't talk about it. This is probably the most I've talked about it on our show because we choose to be transparent with each other. Right. And But, yeah, like, yeah, I mean, people, if you, if you chose to get the vaccine, like that's that's cool. I mean, I don't judge you about that, but I mean, at the same time, you're not gonna judge me about not getting. It. No, absolutely um, not. But I mean, I said like you, if it came down to it, if my job required us to go get it just to you know sustain my lifestyle, I would have to do it, mm-hmm. and it, it's it's against my will, but I would have to do it. Right. You know, I'm not gonna like. I mean, I make a pretty decent salary, me and my wife. So, I mean, it's kind of pointless for us like just be. No asshole, be like, well, fuck it, no, we ain't doing it. No, I mean, I'll go do it because it's a requirement. Right. right. But yeah, I, I mean, I just find I find it just crazy, man. I mean, I'm I'm sick. I'm sick of all the talk. I wish, you know, it would be, you know, 10, 12 years from now, and it just so oh, the flu, it's the flu shot now. The flu shot, the coronavirus shot now. Like, let's just move on. Like it. You don't plan on shutting down the world no more. Like, okay, so shut the fuck up. Let's move on. Like, right. <laughs> like I mean, like, um, I think we had this conversation before. Like, you know, I said if, you know, if somebody with some money died right right early off, I'd have been like, oh, shit, they serious. Like, let's let's go get the shot. If Le- mm-hmm. we woke up first day of Corona and LeBron James was dead, nigga, I'm the first one in line to go get the shot. <laughs> <laughs> you know yeah. what I'm saying? If uh, uh, Brad Pitt or you know somebody with some goddamn money, mm-hmm. other than us broke motherfuckers out here, you know you're gonna announce five hundred thousand people dying and ain't none of them, none of them famous. They all broke motherfuckers. Like, come on now, you, you gotta have some realistic stats. Yeah, you know, yeah. ain't no major athlete, ain't nobody from the Falcons, ain't nobody from the Eagles, you know, ain't nobody from the Cowboys like die from this shit, but. You, it's just regular motherfuckers, 500,000 people, regular motherfuckers dying. Mm-hmm. If, if, I want everybody to look up 500,000 people on, on Google or something, or just look, 500,000 people is a lot of people for it not to have an athlete, an actress, and you know, just somebody. For, yeah. for it not to be somebody famous in, in that 500,000, it's crazy. That's a hell of a number. Yeah, yeah. So, but I mean, it is what it is, man. I mean, people, the government work off fear mongering and people follow. So, I'm just not one of the motherfuckers. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I feel, I feel. It, I, I think 
that um, we had a we had a clue something was coming. We just yeah. didn't know what it was. Because if you think about it, if you go back a couple of years when the um, Affordable Health Care Act mm-hmm. was put in place, President Obama was like, look, I have this health insurance for you. For you to get you for get you for you to get some health insurance, regardless if you have a uh, a pre existing condition or not. We're not right. gonna we we not, we don't care about that. Get this insurance. Right. So you can be covered. People are like, no, I'm not getting it, it's too high, ain't no need for it, I'm not sick. And then El El Asso Wipo gets in office. <laughs> And he, and all of a sudden, he's trying to get rid of it. Yep. And then, just imagine, just imagine the devastation had he gotten rid of that, and it wasn't available to people. Yeah. You think you think the count is high now? It would have been higher because yep. people wouldn't have had that in order to fight this. There's no, there's no antibody for it. There's no anything. You get it. It runs you through the ringer, and now you're left with, you're left with symptoms for the rest of your life. If it, if it does you bad enough, you're left with symptoms for the rest of your life. Now, guess what? All those people that didn't have pre-existing conditions. Yeah. And fought it tooth and nail. Now you have a pre-existing condition. Yep. Now it's harder for you to get insurance now because of this. Yep. Yep. Look at it. Yep. So it's, 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 yeah, it's definitely a play. It's definitely a play, and we you know, we're pawns in a chess a chess piece of a chessboard. So that's why I keep saying, and I and I keep going back to it. Marvel movies have these lessons in them mm-hmm. Avengers Ultron Thor said it best someone is using us as pawns in a bigger game yep yep come on he didn't yep. just mean that for for shits and giggles take that lesson and apply it to life yeah. Because you think you're doing something a certain way, it's going unnoticed. No, it's a purpose in everything. Yep. Have you seen um the movie Don't Look Up? No, I haven't. I keep I keep hearing people talk about it. Yeah. But I'm so hesitant to watch it because the way they're talking about it, they're talking about it as if it's a um like a conspiracy. It definitely is. It, it is. is. If yeah, if you're into conspiracy theories, you you definitely want to check the movie out because um, me and Ash watched it yesterday, and it it hit on something. I mean, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna like elaborate on it too much, but yeah, it definitely hit on something to how we are as Americans versus how the rest of the world is, mm-hmm. and like we don't we we don't for one we don't take anything serious as far as devastation. And that's part of our government and who they get to deliver news. 
like um like when trump was president you know a lot of things broke out it happened i mean a lot of people didn't want to like you don't want to follow trump i mean he's an idiot so yeah. if trump told you hey look you know a comment's gonna kill us in six months you know ain't nobody gonna listen we're gonna probably laugh and move on you know finish our life up like I, I, I think we, our country has a problem with, you know, finding the right person to deliver news. Like, and it's just certain people that us as black people and the white people that we, we're not going to follow. Yeah. And we're divided. We're divided in that way. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. definitely check that movie out, man. When you do watch it, like, call me and, you know, we'll, we'll discuss it. Cool. I'm yeah. I'm gonna I'm check it out. I've been, I've been, I've been slacking. I've been slacking. I'm not gonna lie. Like I don't. Me and my me and my wife watch a lot of t- TV shows together. Yeah. But I wait. I find myself waiting until uh, certain things are. Um, it's not as hype behind it anymore, yeah. and then I check it out. Like I ha- okay. Like I haven't seen the new Spider-Man. Oh right? boy, you, you tripped. But but <laughs> I'm gonna tell you what I did do. <laughs> yeah. Because um they said uh Charlie Cox, who plays Matt Murdock slash Daredevil, yeah, is in that. I watched yeah. Hawkeye and you know Kingpin was in Hawkeye. So I went back and watched Daredevil because I didn't watch it because okay let me explain why okay (laughs) prior to Batman being athletic has ruined certain movies for me to the point that I don't want to watch don't say that man come on now (laughs) go ahead man being (laughs) athletic ruined Daredevil for me he ruined it he ruined it he was shitty as an actor. Uh, his baby mom, his ex-wife was shitty as, an, as the actor. Colin yes. Farrell was shitty as the actor. The only person in that movie that stood out to me that did a great job was Michael Clark Duncan when he played Kingpin. Yes. So when they came out with the little Netflix series, I was like, oh, I'm not going to watch that bullshit. Yeah. Then... I heard such great things about Spider-Man and the fact that he was in there. I was like, okay. I got this time to kill. I'm at work. Let me go check this out. I watched all three seasons. I cannot understand for the life of me why they would cancel a show like that that is so fucking great. That shit was so that shit was so fucking great to me. Why would you say that? Now I have to watch it. You've never seen it? Never seen it. Never cared to watch it. But I hear that about that show and uh, what's the other one? Punisher. Punisher, yeah. Punisher is in there. Uh, Season two. Okay. Frank Castle. Uh, As a matter of fact, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you why you should watch it. For one, for one simple reason, did you see the accountant with Ben Affleck? 
No, I haven't seen that movie. Oh my god. You didn't see. You you need to watch the account. Okay. Put that on your to-do list. Yeah, yeah. But I'm gonna see if I can give you another movie. The guy that uh the guy that plays uh the Punisher. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna see if I can give you another movie that he played in that you might have seen. He's because... in uh, Walking Dead. Yes. He's in the first yes. season of Walking Dead. Yeah. He plays the shit out of Frank Castle. It was a fight scene in something that uh, he he was in, and I, I, it's a fight scene in The Punisher, but I don't think it was from The Punisher show. I think it was introduced in the show on another show. But um, yeah. yeah, and I mean, they had that fight scene all over the internet, and I was like, okay, I'll check it out, but I never got around to it. But now hearing you say it, I definitely got to check it out. You need to watch Daredevil, you need to watch Punisher, you need to see The Accountant, because these, for me to recommend stuff, yeah, says yeah, I know. a lot, because yeah. I don't, but I watched Daredevil, and I was so impressed with not only the character, but the writing, the acting, um, the action in it. Yeah. Vincent D'Onofrio is the epitome of what you think Wilson Fisk is. Yeah. He's, that's uh, that's the cockroach from uh, Men in Black. Yes. Yeah. He is. That's Edgar. That's yeah. Edgar. That's Edgar. That's um, what else? He was on Law and Order. Law the and meme, Order. Yeah. The me, my favorite me, where the white dude look and kind of sit back. That's him. Yeah. But he is, he is menacing. He's violent. He's um, just trust me when I say they don't. They don't skip on the violence. It's gory. It's all of these things. And then when Frank Castle shows up, that makes it even better. So now I have to go watch The Punisher because of that. Okay. But the scene I did see out of Spider-Man where he was talking to Matt Murdock. Yeah. And then somebody threw something through the window and he caught it. Yeah. I was like, Oh yeah, man. That's, that scene was dope as shit. <laughs> this nigga is blind as a bat, but this nigga is reflexes. And throughout like, the entire <laughs> show, it's just like that. When I tell you, like uh experiencing movies on the first night where the uh crowd reacts and they dress up and all kind of go all kind of crazy. Like we went and seen an opening night and it was quite an experience because uh, when he came on scene, I didn't know what the hell everybody was screaming for because I ain't never seen Daredevil. <laughs> so once he came on screen, everybody got done screaming. I realized, oh shit, okay, Daredevil's in this movie. So yeah, yeah like the whole scene was great. Like um, you definitely, definitely got to cut out some time and go see that movie. I'm, I am. They were, but you know what? I'm gonna tell you why they were screaming. Because, because they Disney didn't when they acquired Marvel, 
yeah. they didn't acquire all things Marvel. Um, they Marvel had a deal with Netflix because on Netflix you had Luke Cage, Iron Fist, Jessica Jones, Daredevil, Punisher, and then they had a show together called The Defenders. Yeah. And then little by little they started canceling the shows out of nowhere. The ratings weren't bad, but they were canceling the shows. So it it pissed people off because they're trying to figure out why are you canceling these great shows for nothing? Yeah. But what happened was they had to strike a new deal to make it to where um, those characters are part of the universe because those characters it was like it was it's all Marvel but it's two separate universes they didn't cross so like when when Matt Murdock was supposed to show up he couldn't show up because they weren't included or like when Kingpin was supposed to be in Spider-Man, they couldn't do it because it's still two separate universes. Like in that realm, um, like Daredevil and all them exist, but also Ghost Rider exists and they couldn't, you see what I'm saying? But yeah. now that they inked the new deal, that's why he was, that's why you have um, Wilson Fisk and Hawkeye. That's why you have uh, Daredevil and Spider-Man because now they can incorporate these characters because I was watching Hawkeye. Hawkeye, Marvel is not missing. Everything they put out is a hit. Hawkeye was so good that um, they were talking about it. And, you know, they were talking about the big guy this, the big guy that. And then when they showed him, I was like, oh shit, we got something now because we got this key character who's a part of this universe is showing up. So if he's showing up, that means Daredevil, uh, Punisher, Luke Cage, Iron Fist, all these folks showing up. But definitely carve you out some time and watch Daredevil I'll watch don't look up and we'll talk about it either on the podcast or you know but yeah yeah definitely you got some words of wisdom for the people words of wisdom uh uh just uh Thank you for being a friend. Travel down the road and back again. Your heart, your heart is, is true. true. You're having a Hey. <laughs> and if you do a party, invited everyone you need. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you yeah. would see the biggest gift would be for me and hey. the card attached would say thank you thank for you being for a friend, friend. 
That's it, man. That's it. RIP to the great ones that's passed, man. Yeah, I got a video I'm going to send you of a yeah. dude doing a verse on the outro about Betty White. Okay. Off of okay. TikTok. As a matter okay. of fact, I'm going to send it to you now. When you <laughs> when you see it, yeah. message me back. Oh, okay. sure. I'll do that. Um, mine for the people is... Live in purpose and truth. Know that nothing that's happening is by chance. Everything has purpose behind it. Um, you're not put in a you're not put in the position that you're in for no reason. Um, and realize that life is fleeting. People are dying left and right. Um, and even even with even with people dying, it's still purpose in it. Because it's it goes to show you that at any moment all this can be over. Yeah. And the purpose is what what would you want people to remember you by? What legacy would you like for people to remember about you? Did you make an impact? Were you an inspiration? Betty White, Max Julian, Sidney Poitier, Bob Saget, they were all inspirations. They all made impact on our lives. That's why they that's why they are going to be missed yeah and the coldest thing I didn't get to touch on about Max Julian Max Julian is one of the few people to die on his birthday Mm. and I think you have to be really special in God's Mm. eyes for him to take you on the day that you're supposed to celebrate your life Mm. That makes you special. Man. But that's what I got for the people. So, with that being said, until next time, this has been another what? Two dope brothers in a pod. We'll holler at y'all. Y'all be safe. Peace.